Hello, it's WWE superstar Naomi, and I'm here with my favorite girls, those wrestling girls. Mwah. We're back. It's those wrestling girls. We know it's Monday. You know it's Monday, and usually we do a release on Monday. But it's Memorial Day weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. Like we had to give a little bit of a break. Like we had a busy, fun weekend. We really did. It was so much fun. Do you want me to start? Yeah, I, I think you should. Okay, so this past weekend, this past Saturday, I held my second annual Unapologetically Eclectic Presents Take Up Your Spaces Brunch and Panel. And it was just like the most amazing thing ever. If you go on my Instagram, make sure you follow me on Unapologetically Eclectic and my personal Instagram. If you go, I did like a quick picture recap of what went down. I'm waiting for, I can't wait for the video. A reel was just po posted. Um, I just can't wait for it to come out. And it was just so empowering and, and impactful. It literally, literally surpassed my expectations of what the day, what I thought the day was going to turn out to be. I thought I was going to be in a, a room full of probably about like five, six people. <laughs> and it was packed. Like everybody came. I don't think there were any empty seats. Um, and it was fun. I, I got a, I, I got a chance to to feel more comfortable this year than last year. Mm. Last year I was nervous. I, I was like, I'm hosting. Like I, I was about ready to get a host to do it for me. I promise you, I was last oh, year. Wow, but you like a oh okay yeah last year yeah last year. But then I'm like, so when I said and literally the day before that's Friday, I called Tanisha and Keyshawn. Shout out to them, my two best friends in the world. I called them and I was just like, um, yeah, I'm about to cancel it. Manja just got my hair done. Just walking up. The, I'm about to cancel it, y'all. People saying they can't. They're not coming. They over here ready criticizing. They Everything. Everything under the sun. And then we ended up having a good time. And I want to say thank you for coming. Like, oh, of thank course. You I was so not going to miss that. Oh, my nothing. goodness. Thank you so I much. Was, I was excited for it. And then, of course, I'm like, okay, I knew it was in Brooklyn. So I've been going to Brooklyn. I've been going outside. I'm so proud of myself. Peeping outside, y'all. Peeping outside. outside. And I was like, I mentally was like, it's in Brooklyn. Fuck it. Okay. So the day morning, oh, I'm like, oh, let me see. Because I actually, I never looked at the address. I just know I had to go to Brooklyn. It was all the way in Coney Island. Mm -hmm. If anyone that's a New Yorker, I live in the Bronx and uh, Kingsbridge area. So I literally was going from one all the way to one side of the top Bronx to the fucking bottom of Brooklyn, like all the way to the other side, like a literally whole train, the bottom of Brooklyn. a whole train ride. But it was cool because, you know, it, it it was totally worth it. It was a beautiful day. It was supposed to be a rainstorm Saturday. It ended up being- It did rain, food. but it rained when everybody it got rain. inside. Yeah. And it then the everybody sun got came inside. out and then it just let in the sunshine and the panelists were inspiring. I, you know, I love panels and just hearing from like these black women. I'm glad you were on the panel too. And you were able to share your story as well. And just, I, I love hearing their stories of like, you know, their careers and um, shout out to Siendo and Jizzy. Cause it was also a little wrestling girl meetup, which I like we supporting each other. Um, and they asked really good questions. They were like asking about these ladies fears and, um, uh, Jizzy asked about self-care because, and I love those questions because these female empowerment panels can be very much like, you know, you just do anything and you just, you know, like really like 
there's no other way kind of thing. And I like that. The, the, like you guys were able to get vulnerable and be like, yeah. you know what? I was afraid of this. I was afraid of this. I made a mistake and I did this. And that was, I think, one of the most inspiring things about the panel and how you framed it of like, take up your spaces. Because I think a lot of us, including myself, like we get afraid of like stepping into our light, stepping into our, our sunshine for whatever reason, whether it's like insecurity, fear, um, you don't want to outstage someone else or whatever the case may be, but it's like, no. And as black women, we always have kind of have to, you know, we don't want to be too aggressive. We don't want to be too seen. We don't be too that. And it's like, no, bitch, take up your space. We want to take up our space. And I'm, I'm already planning for next year. Next year, definitely bigger and better. And I think I'm going to drop a little exclusive right here. You were Ooh. looking at one of my panelists for next year, Miss Queen ah, PR. Yes, oh <laughs> I would love to. Yes, so Queen PR, I had to lower my chair because I'm like, I feel so high. Queen PR is definitely going to be on the panel next Yay. year. It's going to be bigger and better. We're starting to plan from now. So if you missed it last, if you missed it the first one last year mm -hmm. and then this one, this one has just passed. Both of them, the first one is already up on my website, Unapologetically Eclectic, as well as the YouTube page. And the second one will also be up as well. Once it's up, I will definitely, will definitely promote it. And we're going to jump right into, wait, wait, I got I do. that. That was my check-in. That was my, like, I feel so relieved. And my I outfit was bomb. Okay? I loved your outfit. My I outfit was bomb. It. Okay. Like, I had two outfits, and I am so glad that I went with that one. Okay. So, I'm curious what the other one was, because I really like the blue, I mean, the brown um, top. That was cute with the pink. Like, I was like, yeah, that's with the pony. So, the blue one was someone, it was a blue outfit. It was like a satin type, um, satin type fabric. Mm -hmm. Um the shirt, however, I feel I believe because of my cup size, the shirt probably should have been the medium, mm. and the bottom was stayed a small, so I really couldn't wear it properly. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm gonna say that for New Orleans, so my friends can actually help me put the, the shirt on properly. But yes, I had two outfits. When I say when I left, so you missed the champagne toast at the end. I did. You did, but it's okay. So when we left, me and Dwayne, we went out everybody was complimenting me on my outfit everybody like this girl was like oh my god your pants are so cute and i'm gonna get that same outfit in green too you should the top was green and then they had like the green whatever the blue was on my pants it had green in it That's i'm definitely gonna get that i'm, I'm still might think about it. i don't know and then um yeah so we went different places i literally had like a good saturday shout out to my cousins Love them to death. And like always comes and shows like show. And that's not even half. That's not even half. That's not even half. And then we went out. Went to my cousins, and I ended the night at a lounge having nice. fun. Nice. Drinks. It was nice. fun. Like, I, love, I love to hear that. So I I want to talk about a show that we went to. That was like another like you can't miss it. It's gonna be a part two. Is the Takeover versus Shane Taylor promotion? That was such a fun show Yo. in all the way in fucking Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Only Jay Bougie and Takeover would fucking bring me. I, I, I've been in Brooklyn, Coney Island, Ridgefield Park. Like, what is happening? He is outside, y'all. Seriously. He's outside. 
Oh, so it was so okay. So I love also about us going to this show and uh, and we went to Battle Club Pro is we said when we relaunched that we were gonna want to do more stuff in the indies because we never did. We were very much WWE babies, and I remember someone tweeting it like, if you don't like what you're getting, you know, from the product that you watch, then you go to where it's happening. So when it comes to black um, wrestler representation, um, black owned promotions, um, black centric, like the culture that's in the Indies and it's been happening. So us being able to, you know, go into the, for the culture show in Dallas and, you know, seeing our first death match, those things, happening in black wrestling so which we can cross off of our, our checklist because i don't think we will ever do our, uh, a death Billy match Dixon and oh, I forgot who fought in dallas um in the street fight i forgot who billy billy dixon fought but it yeah. was crazy but that yes. was a, a card that was predominantly black going back to jobberson predominantly black so it got to a point where we were like you know what we need to channel our you know now that our our brand especially has you know a sort of influence where we have a platform that we can promote these things so we wanted to be a part of that so the invictus show i would say is probably like the first one where we were like like kind of like involved we heavily promoted it um so takeover jay bougie pj the faceless one i forgot the other one's name versus shane taco um uh yes and it was such a fun show like it started out on an ig live that krista put in our wrestlemania group chat like oh jay bougie rev is on live y'all should get you know we should get on that and you know shout out to brian h waters um we got in it we ran the comments and it was hilarious and it ended up being a crocs versus street light uh, uh ring light debate and it just exploded all over social media and shout out to jay bougie because he had that show on his back he did all the promotion he did all the connections and so me just like you know him being family and just seeing him like you know really like take control of this show because we all knew this is the biggest match of his career thus far and especially for pj savage and you know watching them you know grow up in gleason's and now seeing like it was a very big moment for everyone involved and it ended up being like an amazing show like that show was so lit like I promise you on, I think Monday, last Monday, you know, Rev does these coffee talks on Twitter and Twitter spaces. And I got in late, you know, it was about to be over and I came in and I was just like, he shouted me out. So I was just like, hey, you know, I'm still reliving the show, the takeover show. It was something, it was a sight to see. It was amazing. Like that last, last match between PJ Savage and Shane Taylor, and then how we just turned into a four on four brawl for all. You know, Rev getting hit with the burning crock. Yo, that really happened. (laughs) They literally brought everything except for the 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 bodega cat. Like they didn't bring the store manager. I really wanted somebody to bring a chopped cheese and a chopped cheese and a chopped like facts. Like right, we had we had some. It was cool. Like it was such an amazing feeling. Like that high. That you're on, like I think I'm double high now because the high from that I'm still kind of riding, yeah. And then the high from last Saturday, the oh, event I'm still riding. So now it's just like I'm more motivated. Like I'm take I'm lit. I'm think replaying back stuff in my head. Like when Ty was talking about writing down her affirmation mm. aspirations. I promise you, right before we jumped in here, I was about to start writing Ooh. this stuff for next year. I should and definitely start. This like affirmations and stuff for real, like writing the stuff for next year, you know, get doing bigger and better. Shout out, I just want to give a special shout out to Malik 
love love era visuals who recorded everything. My my dear dear friend Tiana, I knew her since the fourth grade. We've been friends ever since. Your Capricorn sis, literally y'all. Tiana is two hours younger than P and her twin sister, born on the same day. Um, she came and she took the pictures, and her pictures are amazing. Oh my god, so good. She has an eye, like oh my gosh, she has such an eye, and I just cannot wait to see what her journey is next. Um, DJ Thematics, you know my panelists, Kishana. Uh, Tanisha, my cousins, Amanda, Bianca, Tamara, Tanasia, I, I love you all. Peace, Yanda, all you guys for showing up. So and cool. you know, and, sh- and speaking of family and photographers, so Letty, as per, I don't know how she ended up with a camera. I just came in, I'm like, how is she working the event all of a sudden? Letty and was she, like, Brian, give me a camera. Whoa, and she, she got the most it. horrific shots, but she's always been a good event photographer. So when she took events with Brian at our event um our anniversary party i wasn't surprised that they were good but the shots that she got in this wrestling match right. were like oh my god and even brian and shout out to hugh um who came up um from maryland um justin shout out to justin he came up from the dmv area so just seeing like people are now traveling to go to these indie shows like i definitely feel like a renaissance um happening and I'm really excited that, like, you know, we're a part of it. And I feel like that takeover show was, like, just the beginning. And I want to shout out Rev as well because um, we, you know, brought the squad out to Invicitus. So anyone that has an indie promotion and you want to want some exposure, because we were able to collaborate with Jay Bougie um, and the, for that show. And it ended up being, like, you know, mentioned on the Ringer podcast. Invite those wrestling girls. Like, give right. me front row seat and we will turn that show and y'all know me i'm going to be brooklyn through and through like me and jay bougie got into it you know what i was thinking that too because i've I've noticed something between you siendo jizzy you know we are only surrounded by like dope baddies basically so if you want to have fun at an indie show follow us and you know Honestly, you're going to want to, like, party with us. You're going to want to be with us because <laughs> if I had people, if I almost went viral the first yes. at Driver Slam, and then I have officials holding me back at Evictus, imagine what's going to be the next thing they're going to do. Yo. I might end up in the ring. Yo. I might have to slap a it's bitch. Like, real. So, so as we wrap up our check-in, I'm going to just say some of the events that we're going to be going to coming up. So watch out for the recap to Krista B's brunch. Um, Cause you're really gonna find some gems in there. Like it was really targeted for like females, black women, but I think everyone could get a little something. And shout out for the dudes that, that came out to support yeah, you. Yeah, they was in there too, they was in there too. Um, so what's next? Oh, Black WrestleFest. So damn, I wish I had the flyer cause it's a lot going on. So there's panels, there's a rap battle, a wrestling rap battle, there's trivia, there's wrestling. There is so much going on in this Black WrestleFest. Um, June 18th and June 19th June 18th, in Brooklyn. June 19th, it's Juneteenth weekend presented by Pretty Hill. Shout out to Danielle. I love Which you, is Danny. in two weeks. Two weeks. I can't believe it's already in two weeks. And everyone's coming into town for that. It's in Brooklyn. Everyone's coming into town for that. So make sure you can either Take advantage of sponsorship um, opportunities, buy a ticket to 
support. I also love that our friends were, you know, they bought tickets to like your panel. And, you know, sometimes it's not about being yeah. there. It's about, you know, giving what you can because everyone's giving their blood. You know, Kristen B gave her blood, sweat, and tears, you know, to that event. Um, so all the support, you know, it really it, it, it really helps. Um, so make sure you're at that. Jobber Slam, um, August 20th. Black Girl Magic Wrestling Show is August 19th, also in Brooklyn. So this summer, like... P, at just- this point, so somebody moved out upstairs from me in the still one bedroom. Do you want me to ask about it for you? Because at this point, you're just going to have to stay in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. I'm like, oh gosh. But who would have thought I would ever be in Brooklyn this much? This is crazy. I don't know. Not me. <laughs> well, we're gonna see all of y'all in Brooklyn. That's a fact. So all the information is gonna be in the description. Follow us on social media. Support, support, support indie wrestling. Support wrestlers and not promotions. That part. And yeah, I think that's all I have. <laughs> so before we jump jump into what we're gonna jump into. We're going to take this quick little break. We're going we're gonna to get cute. And we'll be right back. It's me, Queen PR, one half of those wrestling girls. And our friends over at Ripple Junction want us to remind you that all of our favorite designs, including this Royce Boar shirt, have gotten relaunched in new designs and a variety of new colors. And you can get a t-shirt for all your favorite fandoms, whether it's The Office, your favorite movies, your favorite brands. There's everything over at Ripple Junction. And don't forget to use the code Those Wrestling Girls to save 15% off. So what are you waiting for? Go on Ripple Junction, use those code Those Wrestling Girls, and post your shirts on social media and tag Ripple Junction. We're back, as promised. And today is a real talk, maybe a bit of a sound off, which a new one is coming, so stay tuned. Um, and this is about WWE and their lack of interest or their lack of creative in the women's tag team division. I am wearing today Riot Squad. Ooh! Wow, that is super, a great pick to wear. Super <laughs> missed it. opportunity with that. the Riot Squad. And as much as all these other female tag team tag teams that were in the WWE. Like, P, when you were sending the pictures in WhatsApp, you know, Sasha and Bailey, Nikki Cross and Alexa, Sasha and Naomi, I noticed that Sasha, the only reason why, I, I, and this is just how I feel, only reason why Sasha had a longer run with Bailey is because Bailey don't look like us. That's how I feel. Because it's Naomi, I don't feel I don't. I'm not really believing how Sasha manipulated Naomi. Like if you guys really know my Naomi's story, if you really know the journey that she's been on, if you really see her in the ring, she's amazing. But the storylines and stuff that she's been put into, it can be very disheartening to want to continue to be in a company that doesn't see you as that doesn't see the potential that you have, or doesn't see you as a person who can actually hold the championship. Naomi's been in this company longer than Charlotte. Charlotte is what now, 13, 14 time women's champion. Naomi's been, Naomi's been, she's a two time SmackDown women's champion, a one time tag team champion, and she's been in this company over 10 plus years now. She came up through everything. Exactly. Before there was a performance center, before there was any of that, when they were, you know, you know, the FCW stories and shit like that. Um, yeah, I can totally, I, I can see that. Like, I can totally see that. I think um, 
And it's funny because when you talk about, like, let's say Sasha Banks and Bailey's championship run, it's hard because they were, like, champions during the pandemic. And they were double champions. And it was, like, kind of like a safety thing where it's like, okay, like, we don't know what's going on in the world. We don't know. But we're going to put the all the female gold on two very reliable performers who are in the middle of an amazing hill turn. But then it's like, but, yeah, you cared at that time, though. And when Sasha Banks and Bailey held the tag team championships, you cared. They they petitioned for the belts. They wanted to bring prestige to the belts. They're fans of tag team wrestling. So they, when they were champions, they, during the pandemic, they went to NXT. Or even before, I think, they went to NXT to defend. They went to all the brands. And they actually had challengers and feuds, you know, for once. And... What is disheartening about that is like, so so it's like, okay, so you guys are capable of promoting the tag team champion, But it's given lazy and it's and given champion, not fair. But only depending on who's champion. Right. And I feel like that is so unfair. Like when Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were champion, they were featured heavily. When, um, not, and, and when I say featured heavily, I mean that very lightly because the championships are really ever the focus of anything. Um, you had, it, it's just unfortunate because there's so much potential there when it comes to the championships because it, to me, I feel like it answered all the, the problems that people have with the women's division. Like you have all this talent, but you're not doing anything with it. Okay, great. Build this tag team division around it. TV time, have a, a feud for the championship, have a non-title feud, have a championship feud. That's an easy way to have three women's segments throughout the show. I don't understand why that's like like rocket science at WWE or what it is, or if it's one of the whole narrative that Vince McMahon doesn't like tag team wrestling. Like, I really would love, like, what is it? You know what I My mean? My thing is that if you don't like tag team wrestling, right, why put two tag team belts on the Usos? as well as two belts, I mean, to match the two belts that Roman Reigns has, you understand? I don't think that Vince, and Vince is a, a creative genius in his own right, you know what I'm trying to say? And I'm not going to ever sit here and take anything away from him because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation about WWE. And we, Is that a Bianca poster on your wall? Bianca. Oh, it's the For the Culture. Um Shit, uh, Sando bought the bundle and then she gave me the postcard. You see how I just went? Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> like, Bianca, that's my girl. Bianca, that's my girl. It's a funny picture. Shout out to um, Strictly for the Culture. There's um, sponsoring J-Pool. Facts. Um, but yeah, um, I don't I don't see, like, if you, I feel like Vince, um, damn, what was I saying? Oh, I feel like Vince, he still sees women as one thing, as one-sided. Like, there cannot right. be right. any type of dimension. They cannot be multi-dimensional. They see, he sees them as a one-dimensional figure. And that's for them to be beautiful, not exploit their talents, not, not um, exude their talents as much as the men should. They should wrestling as a male-dominated field. And the women are just going to be the, the fill-ins for when people gotta go to the have to use the the restroom or want to go get snacks or it can be like the the sideshow in between yeah. like the main events and stuff but and it's crazy because we come so far women have main right. events at wrestlemania women right. have main evented um bigger they did didn't sasha and um 
Charlotte um, main event Hell in a Cell, which happened to be one of the best matches right. of our they, time. More than, and I think that's the frustrating part is the women have more than proved capable of holding down a dope tag team division. Like you know, we did you know episodes during the pandemic where it was like a lot of wh- of the women held that shit on their back. The, the Zaylinas, the Oscars, the Kyrie Sains, and the Bailey's. And, and where is now? Um, right, exactly. Um, so speaking of events and like the formation of the championships, because you know, these weren't these didn't always exist. Um, so it was announced in 28 at the end of 2018, one of my favorite years in WWE and women's wrestling, um, that there would be tag team championships. And I will never forget because it was a Christmas Eve episode, I believe, and Vince was Santa Claus, and he basically like showed that we're having tag team championships. And it was something that the fans have been asking for because in the midst of this women's evolution, um, there was so much momentum. There was so much talent. There was so much, you know, so it only was like, okay, like give them tag team championships now. Like they, they have a Royal Rumble. They have a, you know, money in the bank. You know, they're doing all of this. Like, let's, let's give them, let's give them some tag team championships. What was your reaction when they said that? And were you a part of that? Cause I remember we would go to shows and, and they would be like signs that say like, yeah, we went want, to evolution. They um, had women's tag teams and t- championships. So what was your, did you want them? Like, was that something on your radar or like, what, what was your reaction when they got to be them? honest? I felt like, of course I wanted them. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate to say it, when we were at evolution, the person, the, the team, who I thought would win them, be the first ones to win would have been the Iconics, hands down. As much as I didn't like their characters in WWE, as much I'm just like, y'all want to sit here and make these women be clowns in a sense, right. or make them be really, not saying that they can't have a personality in WWE. You want to sit here and do this at a time where we're trying to merge out of that era and that stigma of women just doing this and doing that and actually show your wrestling skills like, Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, literally putting it all on the line every night, you know. Um, and then you have the iconists who come and try to be loud and funny, and then they they didn't really translate to me that way. And but I honestly felt like if we were to get it, they should have been the first ones to get it because they were an actual tag team, an actual tag team. I um I absolutely agree with you on that one because and I wanted as much as I love Sasha and Bailey like I wanted I expected the Iconics to win because like you said they're actually a real tag team we talked about their story before I love their story they're lifelong wrestling fans you know grew up together bonded over that and their journey started in um Australia and you know they made they their dream they're in the WWE they want to be a tag team so why not have them be the first one so that's a good place to start as far as what went wrong with the tag team championships because you go from Sasha and Bailey who we all know are you know marks they have a love-hate relationship yes and they have a love they they love tag team wrestling they love wrestling and they wanted they petitioned petition petition for tag team championships and they finally got them and you see the emotion on their face when they win the elimination chamber match to grant to to grant the winner and i think the excitement of them being champions was just so like you know oh my god like you know what's gonna happen but they didn't really do much with those you know that much either and then you come around to 
WrestleMania 35, where this is the first WrestleMania where women are main eventing. Um, and then you have this um, fatal four-way tag team match for the championships, and the Iconics finally win. They have a moment, and why I like that moment is because the Iconics at the time were having, like, a losing streak. So I thought they were, like, hilarious, and they had a losing streak. So this was one of their first wins, one of the few wins that they were having at the time at WrestleMania, and they won the Tag Team Championship. So it kind of was, like, it kind of okayed the fact that they weren't the first champions, although it led to, like, other things. But their reign fucking sucked. It really was, like, peak, 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 and then do, 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 do. they never wrestled. Never. Never, ever wrestled. And I feel like, what's the point? Like, so I, I feel like creative has always been an issue when it comes down to the women's tag team division. Right. It's not just starting with Sasha and Naomi and the walkout. It's being spilled over with Sasha and Naomi and the walkout. Because we had the inaugural winners, Sasha Banks and Bailey, who definitely went to the lengths of trying to get um, of trying to get the tag team some type of notoriety, right. not trying to let it like right now, the tag team women's tag team belts can be in the same category as an intercontinental championship. I don't even know who the championship is, who the champion is that right is now. So unfortunate. And it's so unfortunate because growing up, yeah, winning the w the, the world championship belt was it but it was the intercontinental belt mm -hmm. that meant everything that's who you knew who to look out for that's right how, like how you move that that ladder to the next phase right because it was like intercontinental and then wwe champion and now it's just like all right well you know they're a tag team or whatever we just gonna put the belts on them or whatever and mm -hmm. now it's like y'all putting all this focus onto the men onto the usos and Roman Reigns, which is great. Don't get me wrong, which is amazing. But what about the women? You were disrespecting one of the tag team champions' wives, mm -hmm. Naomi. She's the wife of Jimmy. Like, and I feel like the only way they're gonna boost her or have her come back, she's gonna be in a bloodline. That's the only and way. That, and that's kind of unfortunate too, because it's like now you need a man, not only a man, you need your husband and your cousin-in-law power for you to get to where you already should have been. You should have way surpassed where Roman and the Usos are because one, you've been in it much longer than them. Mm -hmm. Two, your abilities are just as great as theirs, not even as a female, but as a wrestler. Your abilities is just as great as theirs. And it's one of the most athletic, you. yes, one of the most athletic women to have ever graced WWE, and now mm -hmm. we don't even get to see her. Right, and she's suspended for that, which is BS. That's that's, that's yeah. So yeah, we'll it's get BS. there. <laughs> um, but so Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross was the first two-time tag team champions, so they took it from the Iconics. And how did you feel about them at first? Because they had teased it a little bit. I'm a huge Nikki Cross fan. And then Alexa Bliss was doing her talk show at the time and the whole coffee thing. And then their tag team ended up kind of being like cute. I, it kind of I was kind of nervous mm. because we know Alexa can definitely turn on somebody within a heartbeat. Yes. So I was just like, this is not going to last. They're going to set Nikki up for failure. Why did they do this to her? Mm -hmm. Um, But I wasn't mad at it because I'm like, 
although they weren't originally a tag team. And we got to remember, like, even in the men's division, half of them who come together were never originally tag teams unless they actually debuted together, like the Usos, like D-Generation X. Like, um, even when it comes down to factions and you still had the tag teams, like, you know, um, the Nation of Domination. So, in the New Day. So, it's just like, all right, cool. You know, they weren't actually tag team partners at the time. But if they work together and they mesh well together, then why not keep them together? And that's what, what I see with um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They worked well together. They kind of helped each other up and come out. Hold on, because Alexa was already so over and Nikki right. was looking for a new gimmick or a new look and a new look. And they were just trying to change her from being the from being the sanity Nikki Cross Which to I being love. like, yeah, I love the sanity Nikki Cross. That yeah. music and the way the cameras were. And <sighs> I hope I that she it. was the one that turned on Alexa. Staying crazy again. That's what I was hoping for. That's what I was hoping for too. But, but it was like Alexa being warped by Bray. Bray Wyatt, the fiend, and then Braun Strowman trying to help her, and then you got this little doll. I forgot the doll, Lily. And it it, it just didn't make any sense. Like it didn't mesh well whatsoever. Just like it made no sense to. And what happened with because Alexa Bliss is Alexa Bliss, and you know she's always kind of been like the golden child. Now the tag team championships are being taken more seriously now. That's what the fans are saying, you know, because now Alexa Bliss has it. And I felt like that always sucked for the Iconics because, and and why I think this is one of the things where WWE went wrong with the second reign after following Sasha Banks and Bailey. One year following Sasha Banks and Bailey, so the second reign should have already been on that level. So the Iconics had the potential to do that. They can wrestle. And I think that's what I was so frustrated about because I always think about my dad who doesn't watch NXT, especially at that time. Who So when someone comes to the main roster, he's literally being introduced to them. So he didn't know like the Iconics could wrestle. And it went back to your point of showing how Vince likes to show women. He thought they were just pretty faces that were helped. Not, you know, not saying that anything wrong with being a pretty face and being attractive. I thought they were hilarious, but that's all they brought to the table because they never had any matches. They really ever defended them. So now it's like that makes, that steps the women's division back a little bit that steps the tag team division back a little bit it sets these championships that already are considered a joke you know just off off you know just the negativity on wrestling twitter so now you know now you have that now you have alexa listening across that works great they're being used fine then i got excited because i when the kabuki warriors came along and you have asuka and Kyrie Sane, two of my favorite people in the entire universe they to me were like the ones that did their thing with those. Yeah, they did. One is because I feel like with them, it's easier for them to be used to translate to the the Asian market, Japanese, Japan, China, Korea, you know, all of those over there, especially New Japan Pro, of oh, Asuka and Kyrie can, you know, we can, you know. So I feel like they wanted to use them and get their faces out. And they were also the ones who carried on through the pandemic. Yeah. Um, once we, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. They were two of the, so the Kabuki Warriors, Sasha and Bailey. I only feel like that feud went so well and lasted because of the fact that you really had nobody else to, to go against. Like everybody was scared. The pandemic really had people shook, like, hey, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. My life is in danger. You know, I'm just going to wait and see what they say. So 
to see the Kabuki Warriors come back or come out on top as tag team champions. That's like the only time we saw a person of color, so to speak, you know, carry on and reign. And they were such a fantastic tag team. They were so entertaining. They were so funny. And they held it from October all the way through um, mid-March. So they yeah. dropped it right to um, actually Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross right kind of at the start of the pandemic. So that was fun. I was into it because Oscar was doing the whole like um, mist thing. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie is so... <laughs> Like, I miss her so much. Just the matches were good with them. You can't go wrong having a match with Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Like, you just can't. They have everything, you know, the all charisma, around. charisma, everything, yep. Everything all around. They're, like, super predict- um, um, dependable in that, in that way. Um, and then Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross carry uh, the championships again. And then we enter the golden role model era. The Boston Hug Connection are now two-time tag team champions again. But it's completely different it's because completely different. Boston Hug Connection were baby faces for the most part. And now they're ba- Bailey is fully into her heel gimmick now. Sasha Banks is Sasha Banks. And yeah, they um they became double champions at, at one point during their reign and um from but I, May and, and I feel like they were just so quick to like you already saw the the route that they was gonna go when it yeah. came down the second time. Like you already saw like they was about to break up. You already saw like one was about to turn the other. But the fun thing about that is you didn't know which one was gonna turn on who. Mm, that made it very exciting. Very exciting. right. Sorry, because at that point Bailey was already in heel mode and yeah. Sasha was already Sasha was given like tweener vibes. Right. So you really didn't know who was really going to turn on who. So that kind of left you on the edge of your seat. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I believe it was Bailey who turned on Sasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, yeah, Bailey turned on Sasha yeah, whenever it was like, all right, Sasha, it had to do go it again. That way. Am I, yeah, because it would have been way too predictable if it was Sasha to turn on Bailey. And I think for Bailey, and I, I remember we did a Bailey episode, like Bailey had to complete her heel turn. To complete for it to be full circle evolution of Bailey, she had to turn on Sasha. She had to turn on the she ultimate had, heel. Yes. And who always gets her. And, you know, I'm thinking of like Elimination Chamber that year when Sasha, you know, kicks her off the thing or the Women's Battle Royal in WrestleMania. I forgot which one it was. And, and Sasha Banks eliminated her. No, I think Bailey eliminated Sasha. So there's always been that, but it's always been like Bailey's the endearing one and the nice one. But now it was like Bailey cut throwing and she, you know, she had to do what she has to do to, to Sasha. So that was fun. And I'm never going to complain about Bailey and Sasha Banks holding, you know, the tag team championships again. And and it felt different. It felt new. And even in the middle of the, the performance center ever, they gave it all and they kept us tuned in and I will always have a huge amount of respect for as quote unquote dangerous and crazy as it seemed at the time. If I wasn't able the consistency or the normalcy of watching wrestling every week, I don't know what I would have did during the pandemic. So that's why I always have to give it up to the Sasha Banks's and the Romans and the Bailey's and the everyone, the Zaylinas and everyone that came every week 
and well, not Roman in front of no crowd. Not Roman. Not Roman, so to speak. Okay. He he was forced to leave because of his leukemia. But there was like a lot of people that held that shit down. Do you know how hard it it was for a wrestler to perform in front of no crowd? That's like eighty five percent of the job. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin was there before they even had the teleprompters up for three sixteen. I can't watch that. It's just like what is what is what is Stone Cold without a crowd? Like it was just such an awkward time. But Sasha Banks and Bailey had that shit on their back and they brought more excitement to the you know because they were going again going to nxc putting on dream matches with dakota kai and tika knox and io shirai like oh i'm getting goosebumps thinking about sasha banks um versus uh what's her name io shirai like so many different like matches just that happened and it gives you and that's the thing with WWE they give you this hope they show you that they have the potential to do these things they have the potential to give you bangers to show interest and investment in, in the storylines and then wah wah right <laughs> it just so, is like it never happens again right so I want to get into some of the tag teams that they definitely could have went and used Ooh, for this yeah. like I said earlier Riot Squad. Oh, yeah. They should have been one of the first championships. Yes. Champions. Like, Liv Morgan has yet to win a championship. Sarah Logan has never won one, and neither has Ruby Riot while she was in WWE. And because they were just so polarizing to see, it was like, you want them. You want them to... I could really see them in a position of Ruby being champion and Sarah and Liv being tag team champions. And that's how it should have been. Even Absolution, when Absolution came up and Paige was back wrestling before Sasha injured her again, it could have been that way too. Sonya yeah. Deville and Mandy Rose. I mean, Mandy Rose is definitely women's NXT champion now, and she's um, she has toxic toxic attraction with the um the other two with the tag teams. I believe they're still tag team um champions in NXT, but it's just like y'all dropped the ball so much with these women, and then you paired. Um, at first, it was Lana and Naomi. Yeah, that had um, potential. That had potential. Maybe not even as champions, but to build a division. Right, that did have potential. Um, when they came back, and if they was able to stay, the Bella Twins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Bella Twins versus Sasha That's and Bailey. There has to be a moment in time that the Bella Twins, even if it's one of those flukes where they win it one night and then they have to give it up, but the Bella Twins deserve to be tag team champions at least once in their fucking life. Like, again, natural tag team. Um, The Riot Squad, natural tag team. Um, Sonya Deville and um, Mandy Rose. That was a tag team that was an established tag team for years. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you capitalize on that? And why did they break up all the tag? Remember that like weird time where they like broke up all the like the like, all the tag teams were just like okay, and then they put Billy Kay with um, what they put Billy Kay with? The right they broke them up, and then they put Billy Kay with another person, and they formed a tag team, which made no that was sense. Just dumb. Okay, so you broke her up from a tag team that was already over, former champions, actual tag team, and you and, and you do that. So. I think this is a good time. I don't know if we were still going, but like the makeshift tag team. So, cause like who won the championships after um, the Sasha Banks and Bailey was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. It was again, a random pairing. 
what were your thoughts? But sometimes random parents work. They do. Because look at Cesaro and Sheamus. Mick Foley had them together, and he they didn't they couldn't stand each other. And then all of a sudden, it was like they are the bar, you know, like it worked. Yeah. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. RK I'm Bro. Like, RK, I love RK Bro. Mm-hmm. I really love RK Bro. I'm sorry if you hear that. They doing firecrackers out here. I don't. I, I totally agree. And sometimes it can work, but that's if you put the time and energy into it. WWE invests in RK Bro. You can't in the women's division, they throw two people together and it just, you know, they I do like, I did like Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. They, it did grow on me. It felt random. Sasha um, Banks was, and Nia Jax. I'm sorry, Nia Jax and Shayna Bates. I'm going to say, when did that happen? Where was that? <laughs> My bad. But like that. It, it grew on me. They actually ended up being really going really well together. I say all the time, I love that Shannon Baszler was able to show her personality because she's funny. She has great comedic timing, and so does Nia Jax. So it ended up working out. But that was like luck, you know what I mean? Like that was yeah, it worked. Um, but I still think it could have been. Hi everyone, it's me, Queen PR, one half of those wrestling girls, and I'm here to remind you that I'm a proud brand ambassador for Birdie B, the clothing and lifestyle brand founded by WWE Hall of Famers Nikki and Brie Bella. And what I love most about the brand is that it's gender inclusive, it's body image positive, and there are a lot of unique pieces with new drops every Thursday. And I personally like to dress these pieces up and down for the gym, for brunch with the girls, for a day night out. You, There really is something for everyone. So make sure you post your outfits with Birdie B using the hashtag YourBirdieB and follow Birdie B on all platforms. There's always a sale going on, new drops every Thursday, and I hope to see your unique looks. Talia and Tamina because that was something I remember I don't know if you remember when we had an episode like in the very beginning I don't remember what it was about and we were saying I think you were like Natalia and Tamina like how come they never did like a you know dynasty family dynasty type feud or or and if they did do it how come like they haven't like capitalized on it you know and I always wanted that because I thought it could be dope and I always we always think that they could be doing more with Tamina I never thought of them joining forces, and then I liked it. I think they were the original first bloodline, to be honest. Mm. Heart, the, the Heart Foundation with the Samoan Dynasty coming up together, that's the ultimate bloodline, you know? And I'm just like, it sucks because the fact that WWE, WWE does not have women writers in those creative seats. You know, you know how many times I could have looked at something or I watched something and me and you talk about it all the time, and I just come up with these creative ass ideas to be on some. Oh, okay, we can put this to here because this makes more sense than you know, not to me. And it's because Tamina and with Tamina was with Natty, she won her first championship. Yeah, it was such a great moment, right? And everybody and and y'all know how I feel about Natty, but it worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It worked. Like when Tamina was with AJ playing bodyguard with AJ Lee, it 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 wasn't you know don't don't peg her as a China, 
and right. being bodyguard to the smaller right. person. Yeah, a, another person, or Tamina, where you guys have her being so serious, which I get it, the intimidating, like, or, okay, Tamina, mean Tamina. But she's funny, too. And yeah. she has a lot of personality. And uh, speaking to your point about Naomi, she's been in the company for years. He debuted with the Usos. Like... And she has never been given the opportunity. So, but now she has with Natalia and as champions. And I, I liked it. But again, this is one of those reigns where nothing was done. They didn't they didn't have memorable feuds. Nothing. Like, and the only feud that I was actually getting into with them was against the sexy muscle girls with Mandy Rose and um Sonya Deville. And uh no, uh oh Dana, Dana Brooke. Brooke. And they teased it. The you know, it actually kind of worked. You know, because they were very similar. I thought it was a really dope thing, very marketable. And then next thing you know, um, Mandy Rose is in NXT, and now Dana Brooke, you know, shout out to her. She's 24 7 champion. She's kind of holding it down. Good for you, girl. But then it was like, okay, so what the fuck? So that's another thing that they always go wrong with. You don't invest enough in the good stuff. Like, but then you give us the bullshit. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. Um, then it gets real even more random from this point on because after that, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley are now tag team champions. Does I feel like they were trying to do that, that with like, I feel like they tried to mirror RK Bro with that. Rhea is Randy, Nikki is Riddle. It just, it, it, it could have worked, but it didn't work. Now you got Nikki A.S.H. A.S.H. with Dewdrop. But I'm just like, why y'all trying to be so demanding? And why y'all trying to be make one be like a leader and the other one like a follower or a lackey? What? We all know Nikki A.S.H.'s potential. Right. Get her out that fucking right. superhero suit. <laughs> let her it's do. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. Let's call Elsa so we can let it go. Um, let her. <laughs> Uh, let her go back, not even go back. Let her do a whole character. I feel like if she's with Dewdrop, and because Dewdrop is a heel, she's yeah. definitely gonna, you know, drop the suit and the cape right. and stuff for something different, I something new so. that we want to see. Because I'm not feeling, and I've never felt this superhero gimmick. I never. Um, I was indifferent to it. I didn't. I, I felt like making her a champion. I mean, that's another story. But I wasn't all the way sold on it. I did appreciate that it was her idea. So from that standpoint, I did want to root for it. And but it just it didn't click. Her turning heel on Rhea Ripley, and again with the whole like just not investing in things is that could have been dope because Rhea Ripley needed something at the time. Cause I felt like, you know, ever since she lost to Charlotte at that the pandemic WrestleMania, I was just like, what the fuck? So I did like that they were being included in things and Nikki ASH. And I was like, okay, like you said, this could be something because Rhea Ripley's clearly someone that they want to make a star that has something. And Nikki ASH, like you said, show her potential. They always act like she's like, because of her size, they act like the, the narrative of her character is like, she has to overcome it. You they know, try to do like, and it's like, do you forget she was a former, like, do you forget what she, all she did in NXT and like her background? Like, why does she have to be painted as that? So it's like, then you have, she has the superhero gimmick thing and then her and Ray Ripley, it's, it's, it just, it, it, fly, it didn't work. And they were what champions for like two months. They did nothing with them. Like it, it led to like this lackluster heel turn with Nikki Sh, and they had a couple like matches, and then that was that. 
Like I, it, it didn't hit for me. And that's when I feel like people, because before that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Crystal, again, but like, no, go ahead. Always disrespect the champion, the women's tag team championships, and say that they're meaningless, that they're useless. And I will always stick up for it because it's like one, they're new championships. So I was just like, you know, always hopeful, like the next reign will be cool. And then you have that one good reign and you think it's all going to be like that. And it's just not, and it fucking sucks. And then you're like, okay, like what, what now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm defending these championships, but it's like, you are proving that they are meaningless right now. Like, after Nikki A.S.H. and Ray Ripley, you had Zaylina and Carmella. That could have been something because you have two of, like, the most charismatic heels on the mic that could easily turn this into something. You got Queen Zaylina, who has a Queen Zaylina gimmick now, like, and they barely did anything with that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes no sense. They went wrong with so many of these tag team division tag so team teams. Um, and I just don't feel like it's going to get it's gonna become worse before it gets better. Unless WWE literally takes a look and listen to what we have to say about the women's tag team division and how we can actually how it can actually become marketable. Um, it's not gonna go anywhere. Now we have Raquel Gonzalez teamed up with Ronda Rousey. Um, when she went against, I guess it was Shayna Baszler and Natty, I think. I'm not sure you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm just like, okay, are we really going to have these two randomly tag, um, tag team with each other? It's just like, people be like, oh, I can see. And everybody's just like, what? Huh? Like, it makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. No sense at all. I really hope and wish that they would do better. Um, and too. they're going to have to start accepting pitches because... <laughs> At this point, it don't it don't make no sense. If I have to sit here and write a picture day and send it out to WWE until I get some type of call or something, I will. And it all comes down to like creative and the lack of attention and interest that the writers and WWE brass put into the division. Right. And it all and these are complaints that we've had about the women's division for years, and especially the tag team division. And it comes down to now the titles are vacated, you know, and the current champion, Sasha Banks, the first, I believe she might be the first three time. That might be Alexa, but I think she's the first three time tag team champion, the inaugural champion. She's Sasha fucking Banks. Then you got the glow Naomi who has been a star for years. It's just WWE that just has not capitalized, but she's been a star. She's had this momentum since her Royal Rumble debut in 2020. Finally, they're champions. Sasha finally wins at WrestleMania. This beautiful moment. You have all the black women in the company dominating the championship scene. And it was a part of me that felt like that was too good to be true. It was too good to be true because now we only have one black woman, which is Bianca. It's like they never want to fucking see black women, especially, but black people win it seems like and because and we we did a stream shout out to blue mix tag um we did a stream about that so i don't want to go too much into the walkout you should check that out um and also did a sound off with bakey so also which check is, it out. And, and it's and it, i would definitely check out the patreon as well because you kind of could see a lot of the different sides of the story mm-hmm. and because it's layered but anyway about the tag team championships like it all comes like this was the catalyst of like everything that we complain about at all the complaints that we have or everything Naomi and that's why I feel like we should be applauding Sasha Banks and Naomi because they are making complaints for the fans they're making complaints that we have they're making complaints for the future of the tag team and the women's division you know it's not an ego thing it wasn't like okay why am I doing this why am I doing that no it's like okay like 
make this make sense. Your what did your booking do? Another thing that they go wrong with really quickly is mixing the tag team championships with the world championships. That makes Why? no sense. And that was really what it was. It was it was Naomi and Sasha Banks. And, y- and y'all know, if y'all listen to our show, y'all know I fucking hate it. And I was not a fan of the double, even the fucking golden era. I wasn't, after a while, I was like, okay, give those belts to someone else. Spread the love, spread the opportunities, spread the, the, the show time, the stage time or whatever. Why, what is the point of having tag team champions in the world title picture? Like, it just takes away from so much opportunity on so many different levels. It like, does. I hate it. I really hate it. So what do you think the legacy in the future is now? You think they should just eliminate them? Do you think they, there's even hope? Do you even care anymore? No, I care <laughs> because I don't like how Naomi and Sasha looked at to be the bad guys in this situation when they weren't given an opportunity to properly defend what they sold what they so waited and longed for granted you know and it was like a short-lived reign mm-hmm. wrestlemania was when they wrestlemania was when march april, april. and we're now in may about to be in june was that a month mm-hmm. and a half yep it's not and fair they're vacated right now and they're it's vacated and they're like, suspended wow. indefinitely at this moment so I don't know. I I don't like to think about the situation too much because it's terrifying to me because these are like two of my favorite people in the entire like wrestling world. So the fact that that this is happening is like heartbreaking. But I I used to be so gun ho on like, no, like there's hope. There's potential. Keep the belt. We need them. Even I was even thinking of like a female version of the Intercontinental Championship or something. But now I'm kind of on a thing where if you're going to keep doing bullshit, and, and if I'm saying that, if I lose hope in a situation, I'm probably the most, for the most part in these situations, the most optimistic, hopeful person, because at the end of the day, I'm a fan. If I'm saying discontinue the belts, then it's like, y'all have really like fucked up. Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm over it. Facts. Me too. I'm over it. Hopefully we can see where it comes to in the future. Right now, see it's just a sucky situation it really is. well guys thank you for joining us for another episode of those wrestling girls yeah. um we hope that you enjoyed your memorial day weekend we hope that this week is full of nothing but love success joy at um accomplished affirm um affirmations filled with a lot of abundance in your lives on that note oh make sure you follow all of us all of us both of us on all our social media platforms those wrestling girls everywhere, MS underscore Krista B underscore and unapologetically eclectic everywhere. Queen PR is queen three underscores PR everywhere. So make please sure we make- see you at some shows this summer. Absolutely be outside. We get P outside. Oh, Siendo came up with this like we either ringside or outside. And I was like, I like that because it's true. <laughs> she definitely said that. She said we outside ringside. Yep. That's a yes. fact. That's a fact. Well, on that note, it's your girl, Krista B. And PR. And we are out of here. Bye. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Krista B., one half of those wrestling girls. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode. Remember, new episodes drop every other Monday. So please make sure that you follow us on all social media platforms. On that note, it's your girl, Krista B., and I'm out.